0: Good afternoon my friends. Happy Wednesday. The doctor is in the house. Welcome back to another episode of To Your Health with Dr. G on this great day. Hey, I'm so excited to welcome you back. We're going to bring the thunder, bring the noise today. We're here back in studio and this is going to be just great. I know you all are waiting for this. Last year I debuted my Countdown to Summer series and I'm bringing it back better than ever. I'm talking about countdown to summer. We only got a few weeks left. We're going to be talking about last minute prep. And this whole series is about the last minute things that we can do to not only make sure our our summer health is great, but we're looking for a foundation to continue to keep your summer health going now and beyond. And I'm so excited to welcome everybody back because today we're going to be talking about last minute beach body prep. You know you want that beach body. You know you want that perfect look. There's going to be some great tips that we're going to talk about today to make sure you're looking great for summertime and beyond. Remember, at the end of the day, it's foundational. We want you to have good health because as you have good health, you're more than likely to have good opportunities out there in life. And so we're going to keep bringing the message today. I tell you what, my panel is fierce. Some of them have been on the show before, some new guests, but I tell you what, each of them are experts at their craft. And I cannot wait to hear some great information about trying to make sure we look good now and beyond and again summertime's coming up in a couple weeks so we got to hurry this up so we're going to have for the next three weeks we're going to bring some great content things that you can apply immediately to safeguard your health now and for the long term so i'm so excited to bring you guys guys back here check me out on my website www.drmarkgomez.com. we're here on facebook live we're also here in studio at intellectual radio i tell you what count down to summer everybody wants that beach body i want that beach body and I worked out this morning, so it's good, so that counts. we got to make sure you guys, we're going to talk about the fitness, we're going to talk about the nutrition, we're going to talk about the lifestyle, we're going to talk about any other thing that's going to help you stay healthy now and beyond. So I'm so excited to welcome everybody back. Uh, at the end of the day, what I want you guys to take away from this show is I want you to take away some some good points that you can apply immediately. But at the end of the day, remember, talk to your doctor, talk to your healthcare team. They want you to get to your goals, and your goals are going to be very attainable. But make sure you make that call. If there's any questions at all, call your doc, call your healthcare team, and they will lead you to that goal. They want to see you succeed. Everybody on this panel today wants to see you succeed. But again, here we are talking about beach body prep. So I'm excited to bring this to you. So, you guys are going to meet my guests in a few moments. What I do each and every week, of course, those of you that are new to Tier Health with Dr. G, And of course, thank you for those that follow us all the time. What I do each week on the show, I invite a group of medical experts and we talk about health and wellness tips to make sure that you have the tools for success. So I'm so excited to welcome the panel today. Before you guys meet my panel, of course, I gotta hit you with a quick disclaimer. The content of To Your Health with Dr. G is for informational and entertainment purposes only and that the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Further details can be found at www.toyourhealthwithdrg.com disclaimer. So here we are. We're talking about beach body. We all want it. We all want to look good, feel good. But we're going to talk about the ways to get that. We're going to talk things about diet fads. We're going to talk about obesity. We're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about fitness. And so I'm excited to welcome the panel. So here we go. I want to introduce you guys to my guest. My first guest today on the show. Uh, he and I have known each other for a few years now. We actually met through working on diversity through, through our uh, through our mutual hospital, working on the system diversity council. But he is a he's an expert in his craft. He's seen a ton of my patients. Again, I'm always going to have people on my show that I send patients to, people that I would see myself if I need to. So again, you're always going to get the right people that are craft, that are experts at their craft. So I want to introduce my first guest, Dr. Omar Shamsi. He's a board-certified medical bariatrician. He's medical director at Endeavor Health Weight Management, Edward Elmer's Health. Check him out at www.eehealth.org. Dr. Shamsi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, give us a little bit about your background, where you went to school, where you did your training, and what does today's theme mean to you? Sure. So,
1: I'm originally from Chicago, I was born and raised, and so it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I did my internal medicine training over in Detroit, Michigan, and I went on to to complete an obesity medicine fellowship over at the Geisinger Medical Center in Pennsylvania. After completing my my fellowship, I uh, came back to Chicago,
0: and now I feel like I'm giving back to my community. Excellent. So I'm so excited to welcome you onto the show again. We've worked a lot clinically and I'm great. I'm glad to have you here so we can talk a little more logistics and really some relatable terms for people out there so they can take to their and apply in their lives. So thank you for coming on out. My pleasure. My next guest, he and I have known each other for a long time. He's been on the show before. Um, we've hung out professionally socially as we have a great relationship he's seen a ton of my patients as well too i want to welcome back to the show my good friend dr john bull let me read you his credentials because his credentials are deep dr john bull is a board certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon founder and owner of the john bull center for cosmetic surgery and laser medispa check him out at his website www.dupageplastics.com. Dr. Bull, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you so much, it's great to be here.
0: Hey, I'm excited to have you back here too. Why don't you give us a little bit about your background, where you did your medical school, where you did your training, and what does today's theme about beach body mean to you?
2: Sure, absolutely. I uh, went to medical school at LSU in New Orleans, then I did a five-year general surgery residency at the University of Georgia uh, Medical College in Augusta, and then I came up to Loyola and did a three-year fellowship in plastic and reconstructive surgery and um, I've been out in Naperville ever since then for the past 16 years. Uh, this is the most exciting time of the year for me because I see people in every stage of fitness and um, body contouring to help improve them for the rest of their lives, not just for the summer. You know, we wanna make this a long-term improvement and uh,
0: having a team approach I think is the best way to do it. Excellent, well thank you for coming back onto the show with Dr. Bull. My last guest, he's joining us via the phone. I met him last year, we've developed a great friendship. He used to kick my butt literally as a personal trainer, uh, really helped me jumpstart my health uh, and really getting me to my health goals. And so I'm excited to welcome him back. I want to introduce you to my good friend, Kendrick Butler. He's a personal trainer. Check him out on Instagram, at FitLifeKen. Kendrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, doctor. Hey, hey, it's great to have you back here. How's the weather done in Florida? Hey, no complaints, but... Uh I think the humidity is getting to me. <laughs> it's a little hot. <laughs> well, well, Kendrick was involved. We did a little bit of pre-marketing on the show. And so, actually, I put a video out there for Kendrick and I doing a House Calls with Dr. G segment on Monday. Uh, check that out. Great tips from a fitness standpoint. We're going to get into some more tips today. But check out that eight-minute video that we did. It was great. So, Kendrick, welcome back to the show. Give me your thoughts about just Beach Body. What does it mean to you? We're talking about countdown the summer, getting your body back in shape. Give me a few opening remarks.
3: Uh, I would say that if you're looking for, you know, the ideal beach body, I think it's a matter of comfort. So, you know, you want to be able to get your self-esteem and your confidence up to a level where you can take your shirt off as a male and walk around on the beach comfortably with confidence and as, um, and as a female, you know, be able to wear a bathing suit with confidence. So it's it's not really essentially uh, the same goal for everybody, but we want everyone to feel confident in the, in the way they look and confident in the way they feel.
0: That's what Beachbody means to me. Excellent. Thank you, Kendrick. I look forward to talking to you a little bit more on this program. So here you have You guys just met the panel. And the reason why I wanted to assemble the panel like this, again, we have an obesity medicine specialist who's, who's excellent as his craft. We have a plastic and reconstructive surgeon who's excellent at his craft. And we have a fitness expert who's excellent at his craft. And me as, an, as a primary care physician, as an internist, I think what we can do together is talk about a lot of synergies. You know, at the end of the day, when it comes to your health success, it's about a teamwork. It takes a village. And so I surround myself by multiple practitioners to help me keep my health going, and I want you all to have those same resources too. So thanks again, everybody, for taking time out of their busy schedules to come today and give some knowledge. So here's what we do on the show. You just met the guests. We always start with a chief complaint. The chief complaint, of course, is when people come into the office, they talk about what brought them in that day. Our chief complaint, a.k.a. the question of the hour, is what are the best lifestyle tips to get your body ready for summertime fun? So I can't wait to talk a little bit deeper about this. Again, we're trying to put in that work ethic. Now, the old saying is that to get that beach body, it starts in the winter. And But, but hey, we only got a... more weeks till summer there's things that you can do now but again we're trying to set you up for not only now but also in uh, in the future and beyond so I want to ask this question to Dr. Shamsi he's sitting closest to me so he gets the first question but really how it's gonna work guys today that are listening you know we're just gonna have some general conversation it's gonna be you know I want to talk about some of the key take-home points but at the end of the day I want you guys to make sure you have the right information that's why I got these people here today these professionals to help me out so here we go so here's my question for Dr. Shamsi you know Most people want to lose weight, not only as they approach summertime, Mm -hmm. but this is a sentiment expressed year-round. That's one of the things I get so often as a primary care physician, when I ask them one of your health goals, almost everybody says weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. So what are some of the current approaches that you incorporate on a daily basis as you counsel your patients on how to get healthy and drop some weight? So the most important thing that I come across is,
1: you know, patients will say that they eat healthy and they're working out. It's important to go over that from A to Z. Are you doing when you wake up? What are you doing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And when you f- start breaking it down in simple terms, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, you end up realizing they might be eating a little bit more than they should be, or maybe eating the wrong things, uh, and without realizing it, it really is more to the uh, to the, than what you eat. It's psychological. It could be physical. It could be genetics in your environment. And so there's so much more to this than. Just what you put in your body.
0: Excellent. I always say weight loss is a very complex physiologic process, and there's no doubt that it is. And, and I think you're right. You have to have that education to lay that out at the beginning. Say, hey, listen, we're going to get you to that goal, but it's not going to be a goal that's going to say, hey, it's going to happen overnight. Absolutely. We've got to work towards that goal, but I love how you do that.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I always tell my patients that this is not a race. You gotta, it's going to be long-term, and losing the weight is not the problem. Keeping it off is the hard part. And so that's why we work as a team. And it's, it's the
0: long-term goal that you, we have together. Excellent. Dr. Bull, how do you kind of approach weight loss, in your practice on a day-to-day basis when you're working with your patients and your clients what's your kind of general approach a similar way we definitely talk about calories in calories out
2: metabolism uh, and ways to to boost that Um, i don't like to use a lot of medications because that's that's your department i i want to focus on getting people into the uh, medical weight loss program so that they can lose the weight before we do the fine contouring anything else that needs to be done because well I can use liposuction and other techniques for a uh, jump start, and it definitely is very motivating. Um, it's better results if you do it the opposite direction. Well, you're t- hitting the hitting
0: the, hitting the head on the nail when it comes to lifestyle, and I think that's one of the biggest things. You have to have that lifestyle. So, I, you know, we'll get into some of the diet fads in a bit, but if you don't have that proper lifestyle, that foundation, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, you know, we always tell people this. I always say you uh, move more, eat better, stress less, if, if that, you know, I got to practice my own words on that one. Sure. But if we can all do that, I think we'd be, be better off on things, uh, but but again, foundational. What's your thoughts about that, Dr. Shamsen, just trying to have a good foundational lifestyle? Absolutely. The first question I ask people when they walk into my office is, who do you live with
1: and who does the cooking? If you're trying to eat healthy and somebody else in the <laughs> house isn't, it's going to make it a little difficult. You know, sometimes
0: it's the spouse that's cooking, sometimes it's the mother-in-law. Everyone needs to be on the same page. There's a good cardiologist that that that, that I've sent some patients to, Dr. Kim Williams, and his practice out of Rush Copley, and he would always say whoever's cooking gets to decide what you eat. And so a lot of us, it's, it's our wives that may do sure. a lot of the cooking. And uh, and so it's like, that's the person that gets to make the decisions. So it's very fascinating I, that you said that. Or sometimes it's the husbands. You know, it, it, it,
1: whoever it is, yeah. everyone needs to be on
0: this I think my wife would say that I probably do most of the cooking in the house and she's listening to the show right now, but it's, it's absolutely true. Kendrick, what's your approach from a general standpoint? When you think about just approaching from a fitness standpoint to people that want to lose weight, how do you start having that conversation?
3: Well well first off, you know, if someone wants to lose weight, I again I leave a lot of the diet advice up to, you know, professionals. But from a personal training standpoint, my job is to make sure and coach them to the best of their ability. So I'm gonna always have them give me a food log of all the things they've been consuming from a, a beverage standpoint and from a uh, from a food standpoint and then from there my job is to take those foods and put them in the right order so that they're getting the most out of it. Um, and then from there, make simple adjustments, you know, a lot of times it's just water consumption. Um, as the doctor just said there, uh, the, the calories in versus the calories out complex. And just making sure that I do the best of my ability before we recommend them to a physician or a professional.
0: So let me ask this question to Dr. Shamsi because I get this asked all the time. Um, is it If somebody wants to lose weight, we're talking about trying to get that last-minute beach body. Yes, yeah, so and there's usually a lot of weight loss, and we'll talk about some plateaus in a bit. But do you tell people... Diet, exercise, or both? How do you kind of approach that conversation? Because I know people always have that conversation. Sure, no, absolutely. So I, I believe that they both complement each
1: other. You know, you have to uh, eat well in order to live well. And so joining the gym is easy. Going is the hard part. So you have to, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's, I have many patients who will join the gym, but they have a million excuses. It's raining, it's snowing, it's too hot, it's too cold. Diet-wise, you have to, same thing. I'm busy, you know. I I have kids to take care of after after work. It, they complement each other. Eating well, working out. When you put it together, you get the best results.
0: Excellent. You know, Dr. Bo, from your from your perspective, from a from a plastic and reconstructive surgeon perspective, you know, I guess you're trying to get people to have a have a look when they want that look. But how do you continue to do? What do you? What's your thoughts about diet, exercise, both? Are you in agreement with everybody so far? Oh yes,
2: definitely. Both is better. But I will say anything. More than what you're doing now isn't is a step in the right direction. Don't do it overnight. It's it's, it's you know, it's a long uh, process. You don't want to because otherwise you'll just burn out in two weeks. Anybody can lose weight over two weeks. It's the next, you know, 50 weeks out of the year that are important. Um, so we, we we try to focus on that.
0: Yeah, I always say, for me, from an internal perspective, I always say, you know, yes, you want to have both. I think they both complement each other well. You know, from an exercise standpoint, of course, we're looking at the tonic effects, the tone, as you have muscle stimulation. But there's also other mechanisms involved. There's GI uh, GI tract effects, uh, signals that are sent uh, out, appetite signals. There's obviously things like body composition. There's tone from there. There are other signals that come out. So again, we always talk about that. It's, a, it's, it's not a one size fits all. You have to really have a tailored plan. But this is why I personally believe that somebody should have a uh, multi-specialty approach. And I know, uh, Dr. Shamsi, from your practice, you do involve the help of other clinicians as well too, correct? We do. We have a psychologist, we have a we have um, access
1: to an exercise physiologist. It takes a whole team to help somebody. And when patients come to see us, they've tried different diets, they've tried different exercises. So when they come to a clinic that helps, or a a physician, they want to know what can you do that nobody else has. And they've tried every diet, maybe even perhaps medications.
0: So you need a whole team to help this person out Kendrick, let me ask you this question, because I get asked this question all the time. So people, I know people out there listening want to know, it's like, hey doc, you know, I've increased my physical activity. I know I have, I swear I have. My Apple watch tells me that, my all these kinds of devices say, oh yeah, I, I, I did. I got 10,000 more steps, but my body weight is not moving. My body weight doesn't change. Or in some people, it's gone up. How do you kind of approach that from a fitness standpoint when your clients are coming in and saying, you know, I've tried to do everything that you've done. I come here, I'm paying you money, I'm sweating like crazy, and I'm not seeing that measurable change. Oh, yeah. well Then we know exactly it has nothing to do with effort
3: and hard work. It has everything to do with what they're consuming. So from there, we're going to do all the necessary um I guess, research to figure out exactly uh, what we need to do to fine-tune. And a lot of times, especially when your clients have been building a lot of lean muscle, uh, they're not
4: going to see a drastic change in their weight. They may lose a lot of the crud, a lot of the water
3: weight that comes along with getting started um, and getting your body back acclimated to fitness. But for the most part, that muscle is so dense that you have to get them bought into,
4: bought into not so much the, uh, the pounds on the scale and focusing more on
3: body fat. Um, and then lastly, uh, if weight is really, really an issue and that's their number one focus, then essentially they're not just, they're not eating enough calories a lot of times and their body is just storing onto a lot of things because they're working harder than the amount of calories they're intaking. So just, uh, just getting ahead of that. I mean, so again, a lot of people work very, very hard at the gym. I personally feel like that's the easy part. It takes about 30 days for you to really start liking that again, but the hard stuff is, what we're putting in our body, what we're not putting in our body um, outside of the gym.
0: Yeah, I think some of the things that I try to approach, I always talk about, maybe we need to adjust your macronutrient density, the nutritional choices, <coughs> excuse me. Also like, what is your response to when you have food? Sometimes you eat something that's pleasurable, you want to eat more of it. That's just dopamine being released, and that's, it's a, that's a reward system. Uh, and sometimes you have to adjust that. The reality is when you are exercising, I mean, the reality is the first moments of exercise, the first energy source that you're using is actually carbohydrate-based energy. So it's harder to, t- those are those are things that are burning you to sustain that workout in the first place. So you're not gonna tap into those fat stores that we all want to get into. You're not gonna tap into that right away. You have to burn quite a bit of energy just to fuel your exercise before you start tapping into the resources uh dr Mm -hmm. Shamsi, when you see patients that come in and they say hey i'm exercising i'm doing this and they get frustrated how do you just kind of just coach them through that you know my thing is it's not just about pounds or a number on a scale
1: you have to look at the big picture if you're breathing better if you're moving better if you're feeling stronger those are amazing It you know feeds in itself if your genes are fitting better it, you know, yes, you may lose some weight, but then you're gonna hit a plateau, and during those plateaus, when your fat cells are shrinking and your
0: genes are fitting better, that's also just as important. Excellent, Doctor Bua, Let's get into a little bit of some about, um, you know, I talked a few months like a few months ago. People say, you know, I'm trying to get this fat, you know, but I'm not tapping into my fat source when I work out because again, you're your first part of your workout, and I cannot emphasize that enough. The first part when you're working out, you're burning through carbohydrate stores. You're not burning fat. Uh, to you have to burn and you have to use energy when you're working out. Your, your body requires energy, so you're gonna get your first source of energy, which are your carbohydrate stores. Then you hopefully want to get into your fat stores and hopefully not break down a lot of protein and muscle stores while right. you're doing that. But uh, Dr. Bull, a lot of us have those stubborn areas. You know, it's like, hey, uh, I know that, m- that my muffin top, my love m- muffin top, or my love handles, and I work in those areas. Where does, where does what you do come in to help, to help out with those stubborn fat areas? Can you, t- can you explain a little bit more about some of the techniques that you guys are using? Absolutely. There's, uh, if you're doing, you're doing all the right things, there's
2: usually some areas that could stand to be improved. We use a sep- several techniques. Liposuction is the most common, um, but that's surgical procedure. It takes a small four to five millimeter incision. We put a cannula in there and remove the fat. You can talk about multiple ways of doing that with lasers and ultrasound and a power system machine but they basically they just suck those fat cells out and then your body will shrink down to the smaller contour but th- there's some downtime associated with that usually people take three days off of work before they go back to work with that you have to wear a compression garment to get the skin to redrape to the new smaller body contour um, and that's usually four to six weeks so those are more springtime things that we do. We do them all summer long because people are frustrated with, I want that gone. And uh, if it's a small amount, it's less time. It's usually three to four weeks, and that's okay. But there are non invasive treatments that we can do as well. Um, cool sculpting is the number one body contouring non invasive treatment out there right now. Um, I actually have what's called dual sculpting. We have two units, so you can do one on each love handle at the same time. It will help freeze those fat cells that your body will slowly resorb over time. The treatments take about 35 minutes in the office. It is cold, I will tell you that, and uh, it stings, <laughs> stings a little bit, but after that, your body will resorb those fat cells slowly over another month, um, and uh, it targets 25% of the fat cells, whereas liposuction will get 60 to 80% of the fat cells. So those are two really good ways. The third way uh, is only FDA approved for the chin, or the, the neck, of so mental fullness, and it's called Kybella. Um, it's basically deoxycholic acid that uh, destroys fat cells. You inject it in there, your body makes it naturally, but this is not from your body, it's produced in the lab, and we inject it in there, it's a series of injections, it takes me about 15 minutes to do it once, you wait a month to six weeks, and people come back and do that again. Uh, now, off-label is used in other areas like the bra line and some of the waistline, but that is a little more subtle than the other two procedures I talked about.
0: So
1: go ahead, Dr. Dr. Shamsi. So my question would be, how do you decide between sculpting and liposuction? Well, most people that have
2: fat are candidates for both. Okay. For health reasons, they just have to be willing to do the downtime for the liposuction. And a lot of people aren't. You know, it's like, I don't have time to wear that garment. I'm not going to do that. Let's just do the sculpting and I'll come back. The results take longer to get where I, um, I can get with liposuction in an hour will take you Several months with Cool Sculpting. Uh, they can do it. During, they can do it during their
0: lunch break or. Oh, right. uh, minimal I mean, uh, time That's convenient. why
2: it's so popular. It's like I know it's not liposuction, but I'm getting half. You know, not halfway, but you know, I'm getting somewhere. With Mm -hmm. and and no downtime, and you can continue to work out at the gym. No time off. I was just about to ask you
0: that you can continue to still do the things that you want to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Same day, next
0: day. I said, you know, it's interesting when I think about your beach body. Again, uh, a lot of us focus on that midsection, but there's other ways you do it. The double chins, uh, Mm -hmm. things like that. Other, other stubborn unwanted diet and exercise resistant areas of fat yeah. and goes from there so that's great.
2: My number one beach body fix is breast
0: augmentation but that's not what this is about. Today. <laughs> no, not today's <laughs> show but that's alright. <laughs> we'll have a future show to up with Dr. G about breast augmentation. Actually, right. Please go right ahead.
1: So so after liposuction uh, uh, to keep the weight off, is the, do you recommend them to lower their calories or is there... Right, they need to maintain okay because okay, you can gain it
2: back and it's just like you can out eat any exercise program you can, you can out-eat liposuction, but you will not gain the weight in the same areas that we treated as fast as you would have before. You'll, so, for example, we'll do a liposuction of the abdomen and the waistline, mm-hmm. and then people will come back and say, like, okay, I'm five pounds lighter. Three months later, it's like, you know what, I'm gaining weight again, okay? It's not coming back. It's not coming in the waistline. It's yeah, it's coming in like the lateral thighs and exactly. in the buttocks area. And sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes it's not such a good thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So then you would just do retreatment in those other areas where things right. are coming back. Fair enough. But um, at some yeah. point, you need to maintain your um, weight. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit in a, in a bit about some of the diet fads and some long-term effects, especially when you're trying to do some caloric restriction to maintain uh, down the line. Let me ask this question to, to Kendrick. Kendrick, um, how do you how do you address stubborn diet resistant Exercise resistant areas of fat. What's kind of your approach to that from a fitness standpoint?
3: Uh,
0: well, you know, you t- are you
3: talking about from a client's perspective? Yeah, and yeah. And how do you
0: it. how do you better target those areas? So a lot of people are saying, okay, I want to work on my midsection, or I want to work on you know the the fat underneath my by my triceps, or or some of those uh, lateral of those side uh, the thighs. How do you know some of those areas can be very stubborn for people? Uh, the obliques. How they do you are. really try to How do you really try to focus on that?
3: So, uh, a lot of times first off, you know when i when I meet with clients, I already let them know that you know with training, we can't do a lot of spot checking. So um the average person, they store fat, you know, in their midsection in the back of their arms. Uh, in their hips and their legs, and I generally tell people that uh, those are areas of concern that tend to weed off with nutrition, um, has been done well over a long period of time. But just to get them more definition and some muscle in that area, you have to be very creative uh, with the static holds. So I, with my training, I, I'm, I'm a real big fan of, of isometric static holding and constantly stretching the muscle for a long period of time and engage in our core, so not really the biggest fan of actual sit-ups or actual ab workouts because when your stomach doesn't look the way you would like it to, i.e., you know, you have too much body fat there, um, you can actually develop too much muscle under that fat, and now you're stuck with a gut. Um, you see it a lot of times with um, a lot of, you know, fit people in the gym. Uh, they can't get rid of that gut, although they're very, very strong people, very, very fit people, because they focus too much on abdominal muscle growth and not too much and not enough on core stabilization. The more I can stress that core, and the more I can hone in to those and nutri- to their nutrition over a long period of time, then they'll start to see a lot of those spots eradicate over a period of time. But it is frustrating for a lot of people in the beginning.
0: Uh, On a side note, it just made me think of something, it's like, if a guy had a lot of hair on his abdomen, if you shave that down, would you be able to see those abs? <laughs> I just joking, don't answer that question. All right, so let me ask you, come back, let me, let me come right back at you, Kendrick. So, you know, we're talking about beach body again. You guys are listening to us here live on Facebook, we're here in, in Student Intellectual Radio. Uh, what are the best exercises that people can do to really get their beach body back? Are there things that you kind of, that it's like your go to to tell your clients or people that are listening to the show right now, things that you can do right now to start jump-starting your beach body look?
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. So the, uh, I mean, especially for people who don't have access to a gym, uh, if you really want the beach body looking to jumpstart your fitness, I highly recommend circuit training. You know, circuit training is awesome because it's going to allow you to get your heart rate up and maintain it at a level where you're constantly burning fat even after the workout. And a lot of times with that circuit training, I like the cycle between both, um, I guess, um, I, an, an intense variable-like movement as far as getting their heart rate up and then cycling off of that and making the next movement more of a strength training element. So I guess something generic that I would do would be having somebody do jumping jacks to get their heart rate up, and then from the jumping jacks, go into something more functional, strength training building, like push-ups that works on their triceps, their shoulders, their chest, and their back. Then from there, go back to something to get their heart rate up, like high knees or sprinting, and then down to something where, again, they're back to functional strength training, I.e. squats or pull-ups, something along those lines. So I truly believe that get yourself jump-started, maybe to make yourself feel more comfortable from a fitness element before you, you know, make that commitment to get a gym membership. uh, Start with circuit training at your house, 25, 30 minutes. Get Get your functional strength level up, and then when you have access to a gym, you can use that same type of component of training with HIIT training with free weights and and that's the next level of really challenging that workout so squats push-ups pull-ups lunges and anything that gets your heart rate up um for over 20-25 minutes is what's going to help you jumpstart start your metabolism and rid yourself
0: a little bit of that excellent go ahead mm-hmm. dr bull mountain climbers uh, mountain mountain climbers. Climbers. uh kendrick <laughs> made me do even, a lot of mountain climbers by the way when he was training me knee Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, well you made me do a lot of things, and uh, and uh, uh, I just like, ow, it really hurts. But no, but you're right. Uh, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll piggyback on, you know, we get asked those kind of questions a lot. It's like, doctor, what... Kind of exercise should I do? Right. And of course, none of us here on this panel have a credential in exercise, except for Kendrick. Sure. But but like none of us have those those credentials, so we want to do a very generic right. advice. Right. And we say try something that's easy to learn, because if you do something that's more difficult, you're likely not going to stick to it. And we say take your time, gradually work into it. But this is why we have to have these kind of conversations to know that you have to have a village to help you out. Dr. Yeah. Bull, go ahead. I like that approach, though. Start at home, yeah. even if it's with a
2: DVD that you can follow. Get your confidence up, you can't. You won't, some people do, stay with that forever, but then join a the gym and then you'll keep changing what you're doing. You can't get in a routine yeah. and stay in it because you'll hit a plateau.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: body, you'll, you'll
0: hit a plateau, and, and body change. You'll hit that plateau, and then you're gonna get more frustrated. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna go back to these old habits. Right, right. What's your thoughts, Dr. Shanti? No, I, you know,
1: I, I agree one hundred percent. You can watch, you know, use your smartphone. You can use your tablet, your smart TV. Um, but once you're done, when you go to a gym, and if you actually ask for help, if you ask a personal trainer, they'll find muscles that you weren't not working on before, and and, and you'll feel, oh, you you'll feel you're sore. Like you're you're you you know, I I did not know any muscles. You know, I I did Pilates with my wife, and I thought Pilates is easy, but no, you would really feel it. We were on a reformer, and it, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but that's the beauty of it. I mean, just yeah, as I said earlier, move move more, eat better, stress less. But you're moving, and I would say, you know, just find something that you're passionate about, something that you want to do. It doesn't matter, even if you just I just want you to move. I think if we can start that, then we can build off of that, and hopefully the the in end, the ends justify the means and then that, that those endorphins that get released as you start having that pleasurability and hoping that sustains you to want to do it again and more often. Absolutely. And so let me ask this question to Dr. Shamsi. You know, we're talking about, again, beach body. We talked a little bit about fitness. We talked some things that you guys do in particular. Um, let's talk a little bit about nutrition. Sure. There are some of those fad diets that are out there. Celebrities are making them famous, you know, and, and you know, everybody's doing it. You know, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. I'm talking about intermittent fasting. We're talking about ketogenic Uh, Diets. Why don't we kind of just kind of break it down for me a little bit. Can you talk about a little bit what intermittent fasting is? Sure. So intermittent fasting is all
1: about taking care of those insulin spikes. For example, every time you have a meal, you might get an insulin spike. And so insulin actually blocks an enzyme that breaks down fat. Um, So for example, you have breakfast and you have a bowl of cereal. So you'll get that insulin spike. And so once you have the insulin spike, you're probably not gonna have some fat breakdown for the next couple hours. You have lunch, another insulin spike, and then you may have a snack. So when you intermittent fast, you cut out two or three of those, inter, uh, those insulin spikes, giving time for your liver to process some of those fats and, and to you know for energy to come from different sources other than your food. Um, and so it, it works well. It's uh, I believe it's from, from my experience, it really helps with. Central adiposity more than generalized weight loss. Um, you have a little bit of belly fat, and so the intermittent fasting is the way to go. It's all about patience, though, and it's not one of those diets where you start losing quick, uh, you know, weight. Um, maybe something like the Atkins, or you know, there's other keto diets that you may lose weight
0: quicker with. But intermittent fasting is.
1: I agree. It's a good diet for the right person.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a couple different techniques, and patients ask me this all the time from, a, from an internal standpoint, you know, should I, doc, should I be doing intermittent fasting? And I always say, let's start from the beginning. It's really an eating pattern, um, and, and that's how I kind of describe it. I don't really describe it as a diet per se, sure. but an eating pattern. The most common thing that we see people will do like a 16-8, and that means 16 hours of not eating and 8 hours of eating. Uh, and so you may start eating at noon, from noon to 8 o'clock, 8, noon to 8 p.m., that's when you have your, cal- your, your food in you and you're not doing anything else. Maybe the next morning you have uh, some, uh, some black coffee or some mm-hmm. green tea or some water mm-hmm. just to hold you over. Uh, but you're really kind of restricting those calories. There's another type, there's two other types of intermittent fasting that are out there. There's the, um, the, the, the eat, stop, eat method, and that's where basically you're fasting for 24 hours twice a week and then the other five days of the week, you're not doing that kind of thing, but just kind of eat, stop, and then eat. And then the last one's called this, the 5-2 uh, diet, uh, and that's where a person consumes about 500, calories on two non-consecutive days of the week, and then they eat normally the other five days, so they're different things. But the most common is the 16-8 method that they're doing. Uh, do we know of any, you know, one of the things that, one of my, um, I guess one of my things that I have, in my reservations is in certain populations that need, uh, you need to eat, and so I think about some of my brittle diabetics, you know, I think about them, I don't know if they should be going 16 hours without having something, right. uh, especially people that are insulin dependent. Uh, but I also think about people that have that have tendencies for hypotension, low blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that person should be, I mean, of course, mm-hmm. people that are out there listening to us, you know, talk to your doctor. We're just having a conversation here, uh, but talk to your doctor whether any of these techniques are right for you. Um, you know, so there may be some populations. Have you seen some other populations that that, that maybe, you know, you want to just got i exercise a little bit of reservation or a little bit of caution absolutely with you know especially with your insulin dependent diabetics
1: um with the elderly you have to be very careful and and, and so one diet is not the best diet for everybody you, you have to modify it and it's important to talk to your provider to, or talk to a specialist to figure out is it the mediterranean is it uh, you know is it low calorie and first of all the most important thing is Let's work on your, uh, you know, uh, food diary. You know, let's do a 24-hour food recall and, and figure out is it calories, is it fat, is it carbs, is it something else that we're missing here. And once a specialist can explain that to you, maybe you're carving it up a little too much. Maybe we need to fine-tune it. I'm not one of those guys that cuts out all total carbs. I'm not one of those guys that to- cuts out total, you know, fats because I believe that you need it. Our body, our brain runs off, it runs off of carbohydrates. Our muscles run off of carbs. But let me educate you
0: on what are some of the healthier carbohydrates. Yeah. And I would say I don't want to deprive some of my patients from some of the health benefits of some of those healthy carbs. Absolutely. Think about, think about your legumes. Mm-hmm. You know, by the way, I think as a society, we've gotten away from eating legumes. Uh, you know, we've gotten mm-hmm. away from eating some of that stuff. We've gotten we got away from eating your quinoa, your lentils, your farro, some of these whole grains that are, I think are really high quality. We also got away from eating vegetables. Mm-hmm and like your kale, your Swiss chard, you know, yeah, to eat that kind of stuff. And your berries, sure. um, the nutrient density, but also some of the fiber content of those things can certainly help stabilize blood sugar. So I'm like, we gotta get, get, we gotta get back to legumes. Everybody out there, legumes miss you. They really do. Also they have an amazing uh, um, uh, effect on not only keeping you full, Uh, but also can help with your carbon footprint, reducing your carbon footprint, people. No doubt about that. So the other diet that people talk about is the ketogenic diet. That's another thing that's being made famous by a lot of celebrities, and the kind of general idea is you have kind of these high fats, uh, these moderate amount of proteins, and then you really restrict those carbohydrates and, uh, and, and force the body to a state called ketosis, where you're, where you're using other forms of energy, not necessarily glucose as your energy source. Uh, a lot of people are doing that kind of stuff. Do you, add, do you find people trying to ask you those kind of questions? Anybody on the panel, whether Kendrick, you, or, or Dr. Bull, or Dr. Shamsi, anybody coming at you guys about, hey, let's do keto, is it right for me? No, absolutely, you know, ke- you know keto's been around forever.
1: It's, it, 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 it was called the Atkins diet before they turned into keto and before and, and before that, you mm-hmm. know, they used to treat a uh, low carb low carb diet. It's it, it basically is a low carb diet, and and the the name will keep on changing. By the way, um, you know nice. the, exactly, and, yeah. and and you know it's once again it, as we discussed earlier, it's not about weight loss short term. It's about long term. And so, how long can this person last on a low carb diet? Is what I've run
0: into. Excellent. Well, thanks for the yeah. third. Dr. Bull, go but ahead. The last yeah. one
1: I saw was the Keto for Life, and
2: I, uh, I w- was interested <laughs> in it. And they have an entire website, and now it's on Pinterest. There's a lot of things that you can do and how to take the carbohydrates out of pizza, how to take the <laughs> carbohydrates out of pretty much anything you can eat. And I like the pizza idea, you know, because it's a chicken-based crust. But some of those things, I don't know how long you can actually continue to do that. While there are people that have done it for five years, maybe, um... The average person is probably not going to be able to stick to it.
0: Yeah, I, thought, I think about total. Yeah, fat, I was wondering ahead,
3: from Kendrick. a medical perspective, Please. I'm sorry, I go was ahead. wondering from a medical perspective, when does uh, their cholesterol, especially when people are doing, uh, you know, the keto diet, um, and, they're, and they're not properly educated on the types of fats they should be consuming, and they go a little bit too heavy in those processed bad fats, uh, how do we reel them back in to let them understand that their cholesterol and all those things are help in the long run is being compromised?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I'll answer that one. You know, you're looking at basically from an LDL profile. Um, you know, when you're doing a lot of fats, you can certainly uh, raise that LDL. You actually want to be careful in some people that are at risk uh, for going high fat. And you're not, and you're, and you're missing a lot of fiber to help uh, just just to help keep you full and not eat a lot of high fat sources. But you always worry about can will somebody cardiovascular wise if they're going to increase uh, increase LDL the bad cholesterol not necessarily HDL. Uh, there hasn't been good studies actually when you review the literature on Both of these there actually haven't been really good randomized trials out there, you know, they always say about the medical community We're always slow because we always have to have a medical a randomized trial. Why can't we just fly by the seat of our pants? Well, oh, we don't do it like that uh, and, and that's why some people are, are mad at us, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day but, but I haven't seen any good data out there Kendrick uh, of, of that are published trials on people doing ketogenic or intermittent fasting. Part of it part of it would be it might be hard to design something like that, and it certainly can be kind of costly. But um, you know, from my own practical perspective, I don't have too many patients that have come in and said, "Hey, Dr. G, um, I want to do ketogenic or I want to do intermittent fasting, and then you file out their lipids over time. And I always kind of say, first and foremost, you know, your diet needs to be foundational and, and all the major guidelines, even American Diabetes Association has come out and said, hey, we just want you to have a healthy diet. And then when I think about a healthy diet, you know, I've done a couple shows about plant-based nutrition and cardiovascular health. And I would refer people back to those shows on my website to talk about some more of the details. Of how can you have, a, you know, a predominantly plant-based diet with minimal animal products and minimal processed foods? And that's where we talk about the blue zones, people that live the longest and, and the, with the least amount, of lung, uh, least amount of medical burden, they follow those kind of dietary plans. So uh, that's my answer, answer to the question. Let me ask you a quick question, Dr. Shamsi. Uh, and, and Dr. Bull, I want you to uh, piggyback on this too. What's the role of like, water, sleep, that kind of stuff, other things that we're talking about to help get that beach body? No, I, I, you know... Stress management, too. I, 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 two of the major thing,
1: uh, reasons why people might have a hard time losing weight is, number one, if you don't sleep well. If you don't sleep well, you're not going to function well. The weather's nice, you want to go up, you don't have any energy to. So what happens is, number two is stress and depression. And so sleep is a huge part of feeling healthy and feeling just better and getting the energy to get
0: out and, and do so much more. So sleep is definitely on top of my list. Okay. Dr. Boone, what's your thoughts about other kind of things, lifestyle things, water, sleep, stress management, that kind of stuff, recovery time? Absolutely, you need to have recovery time. Water is is key to to, uh,
2: losing weight. In general, everyone needs at least 64 ounces of water a day. Correct. Um, Minimum. If you're sweating out a lot more, you need to drink a lot more. And your body will tell you, but people tend to ignore that. And drink Diet Coke and other things that aren't really uh, the same, and it's not really solving the issue of thirst and
0: dehydration. Kendrick, from a fitness standpoint, what's your thought when you educate your clients about these other lifestyle factors, water, sleep management, recovery time, you know, how often should a person be exercising? Can they exercise every day? Do they need to have some recovery? You know, what's your general thoughts on that real quick?
3: Um, I think it depends on the type of workouts you're doing. I I always highly recommend a a minimum of three times a day, uh, three times a week. Um, But I think it depends on the type of training you're doing. So if you're doing a little bit more on the full body, um, getting your heart rate up, and and implementing weight training, I think a minimum of three days a week can uh, essentially help you with that. If you're focusing strictly on weight training only and being very specific about the muscle groups that you're targeting, then you can – um, if done, you know, smartly, can can work out every day. Uh, but the only thing about working out every day is, just like the doctors just explained, all the other things have to be in play. They have to make sure that they have an ample amount of water. Uh, intake. They have to be getting, you know, close to seven to eight hours of sleep to make sure they're recovering. And their macronutrients have to be hit on a daily basis. And knowing when to crank the, I guess, the intensity on a workout and knowing when to lower the intensity of the workout. So um, coming from myself, I think anywhere between three to five days is is plenty.
0: Right, so, let me ask this quick question to uh, Dr. Shamsi, then we're going to get into some myths versus facts. So, Dr. Shamsi, what's your approach when somebody hits that plateau? You know, they got 10 more pounds to lose. we are all been there. We're all probably sitting here right now. We all got 10 pounds to lose. But what's your advice to people that are out there that hit that plateau? They know they just got to get 10 more pounds off. How do we get somebody through that? So when you're asking
1: a physician who specialize in obesity medicine that's when I start pulling out my medications okay and I, and I talk to them about different options there's many different medications in the market I know many patients are nervous or have heard myths about different certain medications but when you explain to them I think that's uh, they feel more comfortable and I From my experience, I've seen even more than 10 pounds possibly even being
0: lost. Excellent, and I want to refer everybody back to, I asked that question uh, to Kendrick on my video that I did on Monday, so go ahead and refer back to that video for some more specific details. I want to get into some myths versus facts. Uh, What I do each week on the show, we have something called myths myths versus facts to really set the record straight. You're hearing some great discussion from the experts, but I want to make sure you guys have the right information. Remember, Dr. Google is not the answer to everything. So I want people to get the right information. So here, what I do is I'll say a statement, uh, and then I'll have either I'll have our guests say either myth or fact. It'll be kind of rapid fire, bam, 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 and give us a few sentences on why that's a myth or a fact. So here we go. Dr. Shamsi, first question to you. I should not question. What are we talking about? This is a statement. Here we go. Myth or fact? Here we go. Uh, obesity remains largely undi- underdiagnosed and undertreated. Myth or fact? Uh, fact. Excellent. Please explain. Uh, you know, 35% of the
1: population is obese. Um, if you add in overweight, it's 60%. And I feel, you know, I, I, from studies that have been done, only 1% to 2%
0: of those people are actually seeking treatment. Excellent. Thank you. Dr. Bull, here's your statement myth or fact. Eat healthy, stay active, be smoke free, and limit alcohol use to help sustain the beach body you desire. Myth. Fact. Thank you. Please explain. Well,
2: that's the whole idea of getting that beach body and feeling good and healthy about yourself. Alcohol is a depressant. Try to limit consumption of that um, you need to get enough sleep so that your cortisol levels come down which will help you lose weight uh, I don't want to get into too much detail but exercising makes you feel better yeah. and, and having a healthy diet will maintain your health for a long term
0: excellent here we go here's a statement a statement for Kendrick here we go uh, adding weight significantly increases the number of calories burned during a cardio workout is that a myth or a fact or maybe somewhere in the
3: middle oh. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say somewhere in the middle, but I I would go more on the fat side actually now that I think about it because I'm always a fan of especially in cardio implementing some form of resistance training like rowing or the air bike bike uh, where that way you're uh, you're working a little bit harder and of course the more lean muscle you build the more calories you burn from doing simple activities so I would say that's a
0: fact. Yeah, and in general, you get about 10 to 20 extra calories that are burned during recovery for every 100 calories you expend during an exercise bout. And that's depending, of course, on intensity of your exercise. All right, here's the next statement for Dr. Shamsi. Here we go. I like this one. Uh, this is good. I like this. Uh, myth or fact. Healthy eating is complex and challenging. You know, it's
1: definitely in the middle. Uh, (laughs) You know, the first thing is, what does healthy eating even mean to every single person out there? It's different Uh, for some people. It's it's really sad when you actually sit down with the patient and they say like they they, they tell you like you know what they think was healthy. It really is not the, the best choice, and so that's it's our job to help explain that to them. So that's why,
0: you know, it, it's definitely in the middle. Thank you very much. Here we go, Dr. Bull. Here's a statement. To lose weight, I have to give up all of my favorite foods. That's a myth. Please explain.
2: Portion control uh, goes a long way into maintaining your um, caloric intake and uh, the ability to maintain this diet. If you're always sacrificing the things you really love to eat, you're setting yourself up for failure. A small portion is still acceptable, no matter what it is, chocolate cake, apple pie, ice cream. Um, You just have to account for those calories and make it up, and that's the Weight Watcher program sort of does that. You can have that piece of cake, but that's all you're going to get
0: today. Well, not really, but I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you you get the point. You get the point. Absolutely. And I always say, I found like this 80 me personally, I call myself a a flexitarian. Um, I I found this kind of 80 20 rule, but I try to make sure that, yes, 80% of the time I'm doing the right things, and then to maintain my sanity, Um, And you know, 20% of the time I allow little freedoms there, but I try to back it up. But if somebody has a significant medical issue, don't get me wrong, somebody's got cardiovascular disease or chronic kidney disease or diabetes, you have to be much more rigid in your approach because you already have a disease process that's there. And certainly if you have even more things like end-stage renal disease, or congestive heart failure, you have to be much more rigid in your approach. So don't don't get us wrong on that one. You have to actually be a lot more rigid. Uh, here we go, Kendrick, myth or fact, here we go. In order to obtain a beach body, I must work out one hour per day.
3: Oh, that's fiction. Uh, that's fiction, and that's uh, that's awesome because you have to work smarter, not harder, a lot of times. Uh, if you're, yeah, uh, most workouts, really, you don't even need to work out from, I would say, a minimum of 30 minutes. So you don't have to work out for an hour, and that's where a lot of people, they come into that difficult situation because they're not educated on how to do anything less than an hour. So 30 minutes, be efficient, have a goal set, target those muscle groups, get your heart rate up, work as hard as you can for that time frame, and you'll probably see just, I would say, the same amount of results you'll get out of a slower tempo hour workout targeting those same muscle groups
0: excellent I, you know i'll say to give a payback real quick you know the the human body is very phenomenal and very miraculous you know we can eat a burger we can eat a 500 calorie burger in three minutes that is efficient without a doubt but to do a 500 calorie workout that takes a lot more time that is not efficient uh and certainly but if you want to push it really hard you know you can either do that 500 calorie workout in 30 minutes if you're really pushing Uh, And you might not need to be able able to push, because I think about people that have weight challenges or joint challenges, you can't push like that, or if you do a low intensity. But I I always find that fascinating. We can eat a burger in three minutes. That is efficient. Wow. (laughs) Here we go. A couple more of these. Uh, Dr. Shamsi, here we go. Statement. Breakfast should not be skipped. Myth or fact?
1: So, once again, it depends on what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you you doing your intermittent fasting, or are you just trying to eat healthy in general? Um, I'm a big breakfast uh, fan, I, I, I promote breakfast and obviously the,
0: correct, the right breakfast for that person. Excellent. All right, Dr. Bull, here we go. Uh, statement, lifting weights are not a good way to improve your health or lose weight because it'll make you bulk up.
2: Absolutely not true. There are certain people, um, that gets into body types, and, uh, but, but basically pay attention to what's going on. There are different ways of lifting weights, but the resistance training can be done. Um, so that you won't bulk up, because I, I hear that a lot. I don't want to lift
0: weights because I don't want to be too big. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Excellent. And then we'll do the last one for Kendrick. Here's a statement: Myth or fact? Hiring a trainer is enough to hit your weight loss goals. <laughs>
3: oh man, that is <laughs> so like so of course, course I want people to hire you. me. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that is fiction because. A trainer can only do so much. Um, Even the best trainers in the world, they can hold you accountable to the best of their ability. They can give you the best workout. But if that client doesn't make the necessary steps to handle their lifestyle change as far as alcohol consumption, water consumption, the type of food they're eating when they're not with the trainer, they won't lose the weight. All right. So they're in great shape, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. There you go, everybody. We've got Mint versus Facts done again. Hey, we've got about five minutes left, so what I want to do is kind of close this down. You know, in the beginning, we talked about the chief complaint, why people are coming in, the question of the day, what are some tips they can do to help get that beach body going? Uh, When people leave our offices, we call that the assessment and plan. That's where we give people their diagnosis, their plan, and the most important thing, a follow-up. Got to have a follow-up. So let's bring this on home. Kendrick, I'll start with you on the phone. Give us a couple take-home points for people to be successful in getting that perfect summertime body.
3: Oh, man. Uh, A couple tips I would tell you is that, uh, first off, decide how many days that you can commit to yourself. Once you figure out how many days you can accurately and successfully commit per week uh, from from an exercise standpoint, then it's about holding yourself accountable with that and being patient and understanding that this is a long-term thing and not a short-term thing. And once those 21 days hit, uh, it, it's, it's pretty much smooth sailing after that once you stay consistent. So first and foremost, figure
4: out the amount of days you can commit realistically, hit those goals, commit more,
3: hit those goals, commit more, and then everything falls into
0: place. Excellent. Thank you, Kendrick. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Don't hang up just quite yet. Uh, Dr. Yes, Bull. Sir? give us a couple take-home points for people to be successful when it comes to getting that beach body. Try to make
2: it fun. I agree with everything Kendrick said. If, if it's, you're not having fun, you're less likely to commit to it and stay on that path. Um, that's my main point, because the other ones are... Ease, make sure that you can actually accomplish, set reasonable goals for yourself, and um, start early.
0: Excellent. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Dr. Bull, it's been a pleasure having you back on the show again. I look forward to some for, some future collaboration as well. Dr. Shamsi, give us a couple take-home points for people to be able sex, be successful, to not only maintain their, to get their beach buddy now, but also to maintain things for beyond.
1: You know, my, my take-home point is...
0: Uh, enjoy life as well, but
1: everything should be in moderation. You know, you go to your nephew's birthday party, you have a slice of cake, but it doesn't have to be the biggest slice of cake. I want you to still enjoy life, not be miserable, um, and go to the gym, you know, travel. I want you to dine well, live well,
0: have a good life, and and at the same time, realize that this is the long term, and this is for your future as well. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dr. Shamsi, for being on the show. You know, my final words are this, you know, I always think about this total impact i want you to keep those words in your mind because we're looking at everything but have that goal in mind but remember you gotta start like this what do you want to do why do you want to do it and then we can help you out with the how the what the why the how we all have reasons to do the things that we want to do in life we want to be intentional in our efforts we're doing things for others We're doing things but most importantly we're doing things for ourselves so ask yourself think about total impact what do you want to do why are you doing it and then how we're going to do it and i think if we keep that perspective we're going to help you out and get to your health goals so i want to thank my panelists today we've got mr kendrick butler who's on the phone personal trainer I found him on instagram at fitlifeken. ken thank you kendrick my good friend dr john bull uh, board certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon founder and owner of the john bull center for cosmetic surgery and laser medispa i've sent a ton of pages over over to him check him out He's awesome. www.dupageplastics.com. My good friend, Dr. Omar Shamsi, he's on seen a ton of my patients. Check him out as well, too. He's a board-certified medical bariatrician, medical director, Endeavor Health Weight Management, Edward Elmer's Health. Check him out, www.eehealth.org. Hey, everybody. You've been listening and watching live on Facebook and intellectualradio.com. This episode is written by myself, Mark D. Gomez, MD, and Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Producer is Tiffany E.R. Gomez. Music is by the wonderful Mr. Havis. Copy 2019 by MDG Wellness, LLC, all rights reserved. Stay tuned for my next episode. We're going to keep this countdown the summer series going on next week. Part two, last minute skin prep. Hey, if you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to like and share it on social media. Audio replay is available on your favorite podcasting app. Simply search for To Your Health with Dr. G, subscribe and press play. Don't forget to check out my e-commerce store on my website, www.drmarkermans.com, to get some awesome To Your Health with Dr. G swag. These are available, these co- awesome coffee mugs that we're drinking out of. And let's keep this health revolution going strong, all right, everybody? I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.